0: Downtown Savannah looks the way it does today, thanks in large part to the Historic Savannah Foundation. The preservationist group was founded in the mid 1950s by seven Savannah women upset over plans to demolish the Davenport House located on Columbia Square. They saved the Davenport, which is now a museum, and the foundation's successes and influences have grown exponentially in the 60 years since. The Historic Savannah Foundation's Sue Adler is our guest on today's commute podcast. From SavannahNow.com, this is a Commute Podcast presented by National Office Systems. I'm Adam Van Bremer, Opinion Editor at the Savannah Morning News and the host of this twice-weekly podcast focused on news and happenings in and around Savannah. Today is Tuesday, May the 3rd, and this is the first episode of Historic Preservation Month. It's no coincidence, then, that today's edition includes an interview with the leader of the Historic Savannah Foundation, an organization that can count itself among the world's superstars in historic preservation. We'll talk with Sue Adler coming right up. But first, a message about the podcast presenting sponsor, National Office Systems. Here at the Savannah Morning News, we are in the midst of planning some changes to our offices. As clients of Savannah's premier office design and outfitter, National Office Systems, I have no doubt that the overhaul will ensure our environment remains comfortable and productive for all our journalists. National Office Systems works with Savannah's own Dirt Modular Interiors on layouts and partners with two of the most iconic brands in office furniture, Herman Miller and now Knoll, whose products just recently became available. Learn more by visiting www.natoffsys.com. Again, that's www.natoffsys.com. Now, here's the interview with Sue Adler. Joined on today's commute by Sue Adler with the Historic Savannah Foundation. We are on May the 3rd, is what the bottom of my computer says. So we're three days into Historic Preservation Month. And I this is the second year in a row or maybe the second time in three years where we've had these conversations as the month has gotten going. And, and this one is different than the last couple of because people are willing to gather in groups again and celebrate things like historic preservation. Can you kind of walk us through kind of the, the things you had set up for this month and what do we need to know?
1: Okay. Well, um, thank you for having me. And we are very excited to do our events uh, in, in person. Mm-hmm. So this Thursday night, the 5th of May, we are going to have our Preservation Awards, a live event this year. We have done a videotape of it, which we did during COVID, the two years, mm-hmm. um, and we will show that video. It's embargoed. Nobody knows who's won yet. We had wonderful submissions this year, mm-hmm. um, wonderful winners too, and um, but everybody's a winner because all the projects were great. Right. So we have a video that we're going to show, and we're going to actually just have a party, a casual party at Charles Mars Center. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have beer and wine and wonderful pizza and just, just have fun. Mm-hmm. So the presentations will happen, and we'll all just socialize and celebrate. Um, historic preservation in mm-hmm. Savannah. Mm-hmm. So that is a really casual, wonderful, fun event. Again, all tickets on our website. People can, can um, all things are online. We're asking people to go to our website to purchase any tickets.
0: MyHSF.com. Dot right? .org. org. org. Yes. Sorry. Yeah.
1: Thank you. And then um, we are doing something special for the realtors um, mm-hmm. and that sort of population. Um, a lot of new realtors came to Savannah during COVID and some of them don't really know about the historic um things in downtown and um, even where to go to, t- to advise clients when they mm-hmm. move here and mm-hmm. uh, who the MPC is, all of this. Mm-hmm. And so we have a wonderful uh, course that we're going to be offering on the 13th of May from mm-hmm. nine to 12. It'll be the, the realtors and those people will get credits if they want them, right. continuing ed credits, right. home builders of Savannah is working with us on that. Yeah. Um,
0: and Given real estate in Savannah, I think even the general population might be interested in that. that right?
1: That's what we're hoping. And not just those people downtown, but I think there's lots of great information we're going to have. We have wonderful speakers um, mm-hmm. speaking in the morning, wonderful mm-hmm. breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, people will get the credits. We'll also sending people with, cause it's nine to 12. So we're mm-hmm. sending people away with a box lunch because we want to do it nice for everyone. Right. And then more importantly in the old days, I understand it was before my time in HSF, we did this seminar of mm-hmm. uh, this notebook and, and realtors talk about that notebook to this day. We are, Everybody will leave with a notebook with information that they will have about contact information people oh, okay. in right. the city and things like that that they can always have reference to to help their clients. Right. So we just think that's really just a, a great thing that we've decided to bring that back this year for that population. Mm-hmm. And then we will end the month with our wine and trolley tour. So what we used to do is we used to use we used to have a wine tour mm-hmm. this month as an event, mm-hmm. and we would just pick a neighborhood. And people would gather. We'd get a glass of wine, and and they'd go into homes that have been restored. That you know, not necessarily revolving fun properties, but mm-hmm. homes that were historic. And we they would sort of go through the neighborhood and go to each house and have a treat and and see the house and the restoration. Mm-hmm. This year, I wanted to do it differently because I really wanted to bring it to our mission. So we will start in the Green Meldrum garden at the Green Meldrum mm-hmm. House. And then we will um, have two trolleys. One will go west and one mm-hmm. will go east. And we'll take people to actually see our properties that we restored. Okay, wow. So our revolving fun properties. Not that we restored, that we bought. That and then could, we would. That could rest- be
0: a long tour, considering all the work you guys have done over the years.
1: Right. But it, we're only taking up to six each side because okay. we, it is also, we want it to be social and fun, again, because we're all getting back together. Mm-hmm. So we'll have wonderful snacks and refreshments at the Green Meldrum, some wonderful music. Bass Street um, Cabaret is going to treat us all to some fun music. Mm-hmm. Get on a trolley, about a 20-minute loop if you go on east or west, and then you can come back and have more treats, and then you can go the other direction if you care to. Right. Um, and you know, Old Town Trolley is helping us with that. So just change that up a little bit to really stick to our mission so people will really see the properties we purchased, sold, revolved, Everybody will get a QR code, so they're going to get to see before and after pictures, which Mm -hmm. is always fun while they're in the trolley. Like, they'll see what's going on now, but what was it like before? Mm -hmm. Um, So that's a brand new type of an event for us. We hope it will go well. We've never done it that way before,
0: but we're excited about it. Now, you were telling me before we turned on the the microphones here that the national trust message for this year is to focus more on the people of preservations and not so much on the buildings. Of course, Historic Savannah Foundation is all about the people, right? The original seven, the seven ladies who... save the Davenport House and have really kicked off. It basically saved Savannah over the last 60 years or so. So is that a little bit uh make it a little extra special for you all when you start thinking about the pioneers of preservation?
1: We always think about them and it is a special time. I'll also say bring you back to Mm -hmm. which again you may know during March we started two years ago honoring women in preservation because March is historic women's history month. Mm -hmm. This year, because our new building was opening, we chose to honor our seven founders. Right. You know, most people know Anna Hunter but most people don't know the names of the other women. Right. So we each day uh, for the seven days, we did a, um, a feature on each woman on social yeah. media and it was, and we ended it with unveiling three paintings that Anna Hunter's family donated to us for the new building. Mm-hmm. And, um, we just had a little event at our, at our place. And, um, so people was really important to us. Uh, And uh, that's the part of preservation that I also love the most, the stories and the people. And I think you're right. Savannah is known for that. I mean, Lee Adler, Emma Adler, Mm -hmm. we can go on and on and on. The people that have just really set the the course for this city in a way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned it earlier. And that's the fact that you have a a new building you've restored to Kennedy Pharmacy on Broughton, which is... If you're looking at the map from above, uh, the Davenport House, the original Historic Savannah Foundation property is on price on Columbia Square. Correct. Columbia Square. I got that straight. All right. And then you have a lane behind the Davenport House and across that lane is another piece of property where the Kennedy Pharmacy is, was, Fronts Broughton Street. Correct. And you built a new building building basically between the Kennedy Pharmacy and the Davenport House that houses all of your offices is correct. that a correct way to put it you just opened it
1: right so we're actually let me say it a little better the the Kennedy Pharmacy beh- right behind it mm-hmm. before the lane that mm-hmm. then brings you to the across the lane brings you to the Davenport House museum okay. and the new building um is the um Murray C. Perlman and Wayne C. Spear Preservation Center. Mm -hmm. And last week, we did our ribbon cutting of both the new the new shop, Mm -hmm. which is the restoration of the pharmacy and the brand new building. Mm -hmm. And the new building is a gem. We have in that new building um, an exhibit uh, of basically uh, along the back wall. Of tells the whole preservation story okay. in Savannah. And it's really, really, wow. real. a lot of work went into it. Um, Doug Mund was our designer, our museum designer. He's very well-known. He does a lot of exhibits, uh, museum exhibits around the country. Mm-hmm. And um, Gary Radke from our board really pulled a lot of the, or he's not on our board anymore, but he pulled so much of the information. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a, it's an incredible wall. What's also great about it is it sort of glows. So because the new building has all this glass, mm-hmm. even when you walk by on Haversham Street in, at night, mm-hmm. you see this. It's just it's just really, fa- it's like magical. I, I can't explain it. It's a great little building for events, for lectures, for programs that's what the building is for okay um and then in the the shop as i said great shop and then before people people will come in if they're coming to the davenport house they'll buy their ticket there there's an orientation space where they'll see a video to set the stage mm-hmm. and then they can come into the preservation center see the timeline mm-hmm. and then they'll go out and go into the davenport house to get their tour of the davenport house
0: okay interesting
1: yeah so it's, we sort of we're, it, we're stretching our story,
0: yeah. telling more, telling nah. more. Now, I know you had some offices across the square in another house.
1: That's where HSF is.
0: Yes, that's where you're staying. Okay. That's right. Okay.
1: HSF is staying there. That's the Sheftel building.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it was a building that was moved from the Civic Center when they built the Civic Center site. Is that right? I believe... Don't quote me, I believe Millsby right. Lane moved that building um, or our building, okay. the Sheftel building. And HSF is still in that building. Okay. Um, what we did though with the Davenport House staff is they're now on top on, on the second floor of the Kennedy Pharmacy. Okay. And because that that was all on the ground floor of the Davenport House. So everything on the ground floor of the Davenport House is over at Kennedy Pharmacy, which is going to allow us, we're in phase two of our capital <sighs> campaign to install the urban enslaved exhibit on the ground floor of the Davenport house. Right. We're hoping that will open October, November. We're already working okay. on it. Later this it. year, okay. Again, right. Doug Mund is doing that exhibit for us. Mm-hmm. And that will tell the story of the 13 that were worked, the 13 slaves that work right. for the Davenports. Right. Jamie Cradle, our museum director, you know, I'm very fond of her. Yeah. She um, really did the research, her and mm-hmm. her team. Mm-hmm. And we really know a lot about those yeah enslaved there so that story is going to be told again going back to the people that we just talked about national trust and stories Mm -hmm. and their stories will be told once that um exhibit opens
0: you mentioned a revolving fund earlier you just acquired a very high profile piece of property into your revolving fund you tell us about the the kaya house and how that's come about
1: kaya house oh my gosh so we actually tried to purchase that over two years ago. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's one of those situations, which we all hear about. It's been in probate for 20 years. Yes. And, um,
0: yeah, because Virginia Kay died, Early this century. Right? right. So
1: she died like in 2000, 2001. But right. my understanding is she was not doing that well, even before that. So okay. we, the the building's been in disarray since before. Oh, well, been abandoned since before right. that. And right. the family's been fighting over it. So finally, finally, the courts were able to work through it. And literally, we heard about that just two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And so last Monday, mm-hmm. we uh, I signed the you know, we did the closing. And right. So we officially do own it. And on Tuesday, when we did our ribbon cutting for the new building, we were able to also announce to the community that indeed HSF now owns the the uh, Kaya House. Right.
0: So the Kaya House, at one point, she had a Virginia Kaya had a museum in there. She's an, an accomplished artist. Uh, as you said, it's in bad condition. Very bad condition what plans are there or is it still in the formulation stage of, of what you want to do with it ultimately?
1: So the very first thing, and I want to make sure everyone understood the, the, the significance of the historic Savannah own, owning the Kai house is that we will, it, it'll have an easement on mm-hmm. it forever mm-hmm. to protect it and save it. Mm-hmm. So it's not just the initial saving. Mm-hmm. The other sad thing is because it's been in probate for so long, it's it's really in very bad shape. Mm-hmm. So the very first thing we're going to do is do what we usually do with the revolving fund property, clean it out. There's things inside. we will be careful about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just make sure it's secured, you know, safe. Mm-hmm. And then Monday, not HSF, but the Community Act grassroots community group uh, headed up by Dr. Deborah Simon mm-hmm. are going to do a marker ceremony on Monday. Right. And so we want in respect for them, we're all going to go out and support that. That's just really incredible. But after that, we're actually even going to put a fence around it because we just want it safe and protected because we want to take a few minutes, obviously more than a few minutes, mm-hmm. to just talk about the building, what, the, what we think we should be doing with the building. Um, is it going to be a typical revolving fund property that we would look for a preservation minded buyer? Right would it be something we would want to tackle ourselves what does the community feel like they want we just want to sort of have a little conversation about it you know when we didn't own it i didn't think it was the right thing for the conversation now we own it so we're already beginning to have some internal conversations um and i think we're just going to take a minute so that's why i have to say you know we are going to put a fence because we want it to be um, but it's going to be a lot of money even just to get it stable, yeah, but we're yeah. ready,
0: yeah. And I think it's important to talk about that because there are rumors around town, and I'm sure you've heard them. And anytime a historic property comes up for sale, that everybody says, Well, SCAD, gonna get it. That's 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 a purely rumor, uh, that's well, to, to be determined.
1: And yeah. this is before my time, so I believe at some one point SCAD was interested in purchasing.
0: Yes, that, that is correct. They they did have a relationship, I, I believe, with the Kyle with Virginia Kyle, right? So I'm probably butchering it. I'm gonna c- get a call from SCAD, but that's okay. I get well, calls from SCAD. So <laughs> <laughs>
1: But the truth is now it's, it's historic yeah, it's story, so yeah. and we will we will um, involve the community, but we'll also we're sort of the one who's owning it now and can figure out uh, hopefully do the best thing for the property, which I know we will. <laughs>
0: Pardon me, I need to interrupt this discussion with the Historic Savannah Foundation, Sue Adler to tell you about the upcoming Coastal Empire High School Sports Awards, presented by the Georgia Ports and sponsored by Chatham Orthopedic Associates. The awards show returns to an in-person format this year after two years of virtual shows. The best of preps is scheduled for 7.30 p.m. on Monday, June the 10th at the Johnny Mercer Theater. Recently announced, Atlanta Braves great Andrew Jones will be the keynote speaker. You can come help us celebrate our local student-athletes by purchasing tickets at sportsawards.usatoday.com slash empire. Again, that's sportsawards.usatoday.com slash empire. Now, back to the interview with Sue Adler. I want to talk about the whole museum aspect in the, in the tourism part of, of things. Of course, the Davenport House it is a house museum. It closed... Not for a very long time. In 2020, it was reopened. I think you said June the 1st of 2020. So one of the first things to really eat, reopen, uh, Jamie Cradle, the, uh, the curator there, the director, had, had kind of set it up so you could do the tour safely and, and really changed how she went about it. Here we are, oh, I guess, almost two years later now. What have you seen in terms of the trends with visitors? Uh, obviously, there's a lot of other uh, Owens Thomas. There's a lot of other historical sites that do tours. And it's very important to the to the not just the fabric, but the economy of downtown Savannah. What are you guys seeing in terms of, of tourism and and consumption of museums and that kind of thing?
1: You know, we're doing well. We're seeing a lot of people again. Um, and um and our numbers are, are going up again. Mm-hmm. They're not like they were in 2019 or 2018, but we are seeing visitors. Jamie, we are seeing more tour groups again, which is one of the things that Jamie was anxious to get back, town tours, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So we are seeing more of that. We're in a little bit of a funny position because remember, we still have construction going. Sure. On. Yeah. So we look a little, but people are going through. I mean, they're yeah. seeing our new shop, they're seeing our new building, they're seeing our, you know, and we're taking them through the museum, just the ground floor now is kind of off limits because we're doing getting ready for this installation of this exhibit mm-hmm. um so it's a little bit off in that regard our our rhythm is a little bit off but i we our numbers are starting to go up again now again in the middle of the summer when it's so hot it'll yeah. go back it'll down but we'll right. have other things going on and her jet programs jamie's doing her teas this month she's doing her walking tours so we're really sort of kind of back again mm-hmm with so many changes for the institution, never
0: mind COVID. Right. And I know some of the changes that were made for COVID precautions worked out so well. You kept them going right?
1: that's to jamie's credit also you know what they did was they said let's start the museum the sorry the tour outside of the museum and look at the house federal style house significant house on the square so they looked at it from the outside and then entered which really was a great way to deal with the whole um not keeping everything so much inside right and staggering tours etc and again right. jamie was a master at
0: that right I wanna wrap up today by talking, uh, pulling on your expertise with the Historic Savannah. There's obviously some very high profile sites, some very high profile projects, Uh, going on in and around Savannah that do involve the Hogelthorpe plan and some of the things that I know are a priority for Historic Savannah. And and those are uh, the flyover, which I believe you all led the discussion to kind of reboot that, looking at the removal, Uh, the future of the Civic Center site. Uh, Are we going to keep the Mercer Theater or not, basically? And then the plans revolving around Forsyth Park and the master plan. I don't want you to take a position on any of those, but as, as you look at the totality of those projects, these next couple of years could be pretty key for how this downtown Savannah looks 5, 10, 15 years from now. Correct?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think the other thing is that we have to, we in some way have to look at the whole thing together mm-hmm. and we we talk about every project separately, but I would argue we need to look at everything together. because. It, because it's, I mean, even the new arena, right? So uh, that's the one thing I'm urging people to do. I know there's gonna be lots more community conversation. I hope that does continue. I think it's important. Obviously for the Civic Center site, we would love the Oglethorpe plan back. I think Mm. that would be significant for this city, Mm. um, particularly because it would be nice if we can get out of the endangered status.
0: Yes. Yeah, and let's talk a little bit about that. That's uh, the there was a report that was submitted to the National Park Service in I want to say 2018. I might be butchering that. It was, I think
1: it was 18 or 19. yeah.
0: That said, a lot of the losses for the Oglethorpe plan, and that includes lanes, that includes a street grid, that includes uh, new development, had had caught some attention, right? So, and I know we've made some strides there. Uh, the 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 site that's next to the police barracks on Oglethorpe Avenue was altered to put the lane back, and but but these bigger projects like the civic center, like flyover, those ultimately are going to play a a big, how those go is going to play a big role in terms of how national Park service and and those folks look at this. Right.
1: I think that it will. I think that it will. I do think though, I feel good about, um, I feel like, and hopefully hopefully I'm right. We're working well with the city. We talked to lots of the city um, employees and staff rather. And um, I think that, that, together, you know, not just HSF, but together as mm-hmm. as HSF, the city and the community, I think we can tackle this. And I think that's the piece of it. HSF sees ourselves as a facilitator to bring everyone together, you know, and at the end of the day, you know this, everybody's not gonna agree. <laughs> and at some point we have to agree to disagree, mm-hmm. but we also have to identify what we think is the most important thing, mm-hmm. um, you know, not that we're going to have time in this conversation uh, because we have, we're covering so much territory, but you know, HSF has also taken a little bit of a seat at the table for affordable housing. Right. You know, we've we've initiated uh, an affordable housing initiative. So there's so many important issues, but I think what's particularly with that one, I think that showed that the commu- the conversation in the community is really driving that, and that's such an important issue in our country right now, Mm -hmm. but because, and I applaud the mayor because Mm -hmm. of the task force Mm -hmm. and that conversation is now happening. I would argue we need to do the same thing around these other issues. Have people talk about it and hear community input and listen and then come up with the right plan. But I also think we have to get out of being in danger. We're too special a city in this country. Mm -hmm. and We set the pace for preservation. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I know I've mentioned it to some people at the city and I know we're going to try to work together to see if we can get out of that.
0: I mentioned Forsyth Park and obviously the master plan for Forsyth Park was not going to remove Forsyth Park. It was it might make some some cosmetic changes, but you really aren't going to see anything significantly altered at Forsyth Park. What do we need as this debate picks up? And from what I understand, it's it's the city is reviewing the report now. It's going to kick back up. What do we all need to keep in mind in terms of the direction that we go with Forsyth Park?
1: I think that it's a park to be used for all people and how we use it. Um, I think preserving as much of it as we can. Mm-hmm. It's such a- <laughs> Like this iconic centerpiece for our Mm -hmm. city, right? Mm -hmm. And I do have to say, I credit the leaders of that because they went out to the community, they Mm -hmm. got feedback, they heard it, and they adjusted their plan. Mm -hmm. I mean, I really credit them Mm -hmm. because they listened to the community and came came back with some adjustments to their plan.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I think that's what we have to do. Yeah.
0: Get people at the table, right? That's what yeah, you, I keep, you. I always keep talking say that. about.
1: Get people at the table.
0: Yeah. Well. Well, very good. I'm glad you guys are going to be at the table, and Thank I you. applaud you for taking the time to do it. And uh, it allows people like me to shoot from the grandstands. And. Uh, that's fun, too. Anyway, um, Sue Adler, thanks so much for taking the time to come on the podcast today. Best of luck this month with your events around historic preservation. And I'm going to take you up on the invite to come see that new building want, down there at, uh, at Haversham and, uh, and Price. So uh, appreciate it. Thanks again for coming. in. That's all for the Tuesday Commute Podcast. Thanks one last time to our presenting sponsor, National Office Systems. Before I sign off, remember that we publish new commute episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Whatever your interests, you will find interviews of interest in our archives. If you missed the commute last week, for example, you missed our early voting primer. Locations for the May twenty fourth primary and nonpartisan general election opened Monday, May the second, so that's yesterday. And Elections official Colin McRae provided the four one one on how to cast that early ballot in last week's episode. Find that episode by searching the commute with at Savannah Opinion on your favorite podcast app. Again, just dial up your your Apple Podcasts or your whatever it is in Google Google Play, and type in the commute with at Savannah Opinion, and you'll find us. Anyway, the commute returns on Thursday and we'll look forward to talking to you then.